Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. What's up, everyone? Freddy the Pizza Man here, host of the Pizza Man Podcast. Now joining forces with ChristopherMedia.net. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, the Pizza Man Podcast. And, of course, find all the podcasts on ChristopherMedia.net. We talk Detroit sports. I bring on guests, uh, passions, opinions, uh, all for Detroit sports, and more. We even talk pizza. So thanks for tuning in and uh, spread the word. Hey guys, it's Chris. Uh, I was in Vegas this week. Earl and Rich recorded on their own. Uh, there was a little bit of technical difficulties, but uh, here's what they got. And yeah, we'll be back next week. For all of us, I'll be in studio. We'll give you the full show. Uh, but until then, here's what Earl and Rich recorded. Christopher Media, let's make some noise. Welcome to Sporty, the show that gives you half-ass sports fans giving their half-ass opinions. And now, here are your hosts. All right, welcome to Sporty, episode 98. I'm Rich. I'm the Iceman. We have no Chris tonight. He's, he's busy living life instead of doing this podcast. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> We're going with that. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that. All right, so who, who do we got for 98? Because I don't have... Anybody. The only one I could think of was uh, Nick Fairley when he was on the Lions. Oh, him at the cocky draft? Draft right. uh, walk-up? Part of the uh, baddest four line like in Lions history. Long as they together a season two? Uh, yeah, it was probably two. Yeah. Gotta love, gotta love that shit. Ironically enough, goes to the Saints and uh, steals number 90, trying to be Sue. Dominica Sue wouldn't hurt a game in his life. You were hurt every other game. You ain't no Sue. You ain't even Ziggy Ansa. Dude, <laughs> I was thinking that, not Ziggy Ansa, but you were like Charles Rogers. Every other place <laughs> that can win on the sideline, you fat bastard. Oh, uh, shit. All right. Well, since we're talking about football, let's just get right into it. And way to fuck your draft up, Cleveland. Well, I mean, I guess that depends on who you ask because Chris liked it. Here's my deal. Baker Mayfield wasn't going, from everything I've heard, second or third. Oh, why, no. not, why not get Barkley and then get the fucking the quarterback you wanted at four? If Baker Mayfield was their quarterback without a shadow of doubt, and obviously he was, he was drafted number one, then, yeah, Mayfield would have sat there until your, your fourth pick. Or your pick at four, not your fourth pick. Same thing. Yeah, I got you. I got you. And, I mean, it's just, I, I don't know. I mean, can't really shit on Chris because he ain't here. <laughs> but what did he say? He oh, I'm shit. <laughs> no, he's he he was eating the Kool Aid or he's drinking the Kool Aid, talking about a uh, Baker Mayfield as Heisman Trophy winner, ranked number one prospect coming out of the draft in the country. Yada yada yada. He yeah nah. Uh, I mean, okay, he won the Heisman, and then Chris goes, "Was there any Heisman winners available?" Matter of fact, Chris, there was, and he was a quarterback. His name Lamar Jackson. You ain't picking him. He went 32. Yeah. But, eh, I don't know. It, eh. There was a bunch There was a bunch of shit in this draft that made me go, huh? Um, right. <laughs> I mean, I, I know that, okay, I mean, Cleveland, I'm just, here's my thing. If you wanted Baker Mayfield, I don't remember any of these fucking mock drafts that we that we looked at or any rumors that he was going to be taken by the Giants or the Jets. So well, here's the thing. The Giants and the Jets both wanted a quarterback. Both of them. No, no I understand. But if you look at the you know, Sam Darnold, Josh Allen, Josh Rosen. Now, Josh Rosen might have been a reach because, you know, God forbid, when he was like, what, 13, 14 on Twitter? <laughs> 
Posted it some white dumbass. If it ain't right. It ain't right if it ain't white. <laughs> dumbass. You know, and, you know, just nonsense and shit. And apparently, yeah, you know, they, for a second, that was, ooh, that's going to be his undoing. And, nah, he may be pissed off that he fell to the Cardinals, but he was still a top 10 pick. So. And he's probably going to start. Can you think of a Cardinal quarterback that's going to be starting next year? Not off the top of my head. Me neither. It's not like it's, <laughs> it's not like it's a it's a Eli Manning, Matt Stafford. You know for sure they're going to start situation. Yeah, and besides, what Carson Palmer? Cut it out. Wasn't well, you're talking him retiring? Yeah, I think he did retire. Even if he didn't retire, Carson Palmer? Nah. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, it has. I was. Did he ever win? No, he never won a fucking playoff game with the Bengals because we figured out a couple weeks ago that. Uh, yeah, they never well, got out of the first round. Yeah, I can't remember their coach's name off the top of my head. I just drew a blank. Marvin Lewis. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, just to me, Barkley was the the most prized pick in this draft. It, You're complete. Well, you're completely rebuilding an offense in Cleveland. You know you're going to get, I mean, one, two, three, four quarterbacks went top ten. Right. All right. I mean, and isn't Baker Mayfield the one with the most question marks, according to, to everybody? Well, yeah, because his dumbass ran from the cops. I don't know if you've seen that video. I'm not even, I'm just talking about on the field shit, you know. They're, they're, on they're, the field, Mel Kuyper, or... Uh, uh, I think it was Mel Kuyper or somebody else said, you can't compare him to Drew Brees. You can't compare him to anybody like that because he's not comfortable in the pocket. He has time for days in the pocket, but yet he chooses to run away from the pocket and run outside and try to extend the play instead of making the right decision at the right time. So, yeah, he had a lot of questions. And, and I mean, there's always, there's And there's always this, you know, it seems like you hear this, Fairly, you know, fairly often when it comes to uh, quarterbacks and and getting picked, is that he's undersized for an NFL quarterback. Well, he and is he's, undersized. He's itty bitty. He's six one two fifteen. He ain't Doug Flutie. Well, <laughs> he, un- he ain't under six foot, but he is six one. I mean, that's in today's market, that's pretty small. I mean, I I I, I don't know. I guess. I mean, I'm just, to me, that it, it seems like he's smaller, but to call him undersized and for that to be a knock against him, I'm just like, eh, I don't know. I, okay. But whatever. But, yeah, and, I mean, the Browns, I, congratulations, you're still the Browns. That's wonderful. The Dog Pound will be happy, I guess. I don't know. I doubt it. Um, just just for comparison, Cam Newton, 6'5". Peyton Manning, 6'5". Tom Brady, the GOAT, 6'4". So coming in at 6'1", 250, and, and their weight, Cam is 245, Peyton was 230, Tom Brady is 225 with his lean-eating ass. So at 6'1", 215, he's itty-bitty, bro. He's three inches shorter, and he's 10 pounds lighter than fucking Tom Brady, and he's a kid still. Mm-hmm. If he has any type of workout ethic, he's going to put on some muscle mass. Right. Right. I mean, that that's just a given. I mean, it, it, unless unless he's just like, I don't, I don't hit the weight pile. Oh, well, then, once again, you fucked up your draft, Cleveland. <laughs> I mean, either one. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I can't th- see. I can't see any way other than to say Cleveland, you fucked up. You fucked up. You know that, right? You know you fucked up, right? I can't see anybody not saying that. How do you not take Barkley? I've said it before in this podcast, and if anybody's been listening, you know it, and I'll say it until he proves me wrong. Barkley is exactly what I wanted to see. Emmett Smith combined with Barry Sanders. He's oh, got the not, speed uh, and power of Emmett, 
and the moves and mobility of Sanders. I watched him many, many, many times. That's the, God, I wish Chris was here, because that's the benefit of not just looking at the stats, but actually watching the game. I watched him stop on a dime and then take off in the exact same speed that he stopped at. That's Barry Sanders shit. He is going to be dynamic. He could prove me wrong, but I'm going to call it now. That's my name, Iceman. I call everything. I That's what I believe, Rich. True heart. I think he is the best combination I've ever seen of Emmett Smith and Barry Sanders in one body. Well, look, I'm not a fucking NFL scout. I'm not an NFL head coach. I'm not an NFL position coach, but from everything I've seen and everything I've heard from people who get paid for their opinion or paid to do the job, whether it be a head coach, position coach, whatever, front office guy, I mean, it was pretty much universally this is a once-in-a-generation player. That's that's the consensus about him. How you pass him up for a quarterback, that's like, first of all, this would be like, the night, the 2000 Lions picking a fucking wide receiver over any other position. It's like, really? The Browns, d- haven't you guys learned your quarterback picks, you know, that great? I mean, maybe mix it up a little bit. Try something different. Is it, is Baker Mayfield 25 gonna quarterbacks since two, 1999? 25. Exactly. Is he going to be the fucking the, the, the difference maker, the franchise quarterback for the next decade, 15 Rich. years? I don't see it. The Cleveland Browns could field an offense and a defense with backups <laughs> on the quarterbacks that they've had since 99. I shit you not. <laughs> that, as funny as it is, it's totally fucked up. No, it absolutely is, man. And that's why now, if I was a Cleveland fan, I'd be going, what the fuck are you doing? Not again. I I absolutely I would have rushed the goddamn stage. I would have rioted. There would have been pillaging. Listen to some of these stats. Saquon Barkley. The two main stats you look for in a player at the combine. I know you and and Chris don't really watch that type of thing. Saquon Barkley's forty time was four point four flat. So he is quick. 4.4 seconds to run 40 yards mm-hmm. from a dead dig. That's quick. It's not 4-3, but a 4-4 flat, not bad. Now, the other one is bench pressing 225. Every player at the combine has to bench press 225 as many times as you possibly can without stopping. They put it up 29 reps. Oh, yeah, uh, 30, I think. Is what he did. Uh, it says here under his, uh, I'm looking at his uh, stats on NFL.com. It says 29 reps. He had a 41-inch vertical jump. Right. <laughs> he had a 4.24 20-yard shuttle. They've got him ranked as a Pro Bowl caliber player as far as the prospect. And he's never been coached by an NFL coach yet. Not by a running back coach at all. Yeah, and I mean, okay, so and then here, you know, they have Baker Mayfield under prospect guide. They have him listed as should become instant starter. Gee, do I want a Pro Bowl caliber, caliber player or an instant starter? Well, if you're going to Cleveland, you, you, all you got to do is beat Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> Good luck. Oh, what do you want? Congratulations. Pick your vernacular. I don't. I mean, they have Sam Darnold listed as a Pro Bowl caliber player. Let's see. Would they hold on here? Would they give uh, Josh Allen here? Yeah, they're saying Josh Allen has a chance to become an NFL starter, and Rosen, they're saying, should become an instant starter. So, in my mind, if they pick Barkley number one overall, even if Giants and Jets go go quarterback, they're still going to be at least a serviceable quarterback at four. And that's all you need with Barkley in the backfield. So, uh, but, you know, hey, maybe uh, uh, Kevin Costner showed up in the draft room at the last minute and, and, and this was like, you know, some draft day shit and we don't know what the fuck's going on yet. I mean, that's all I can hope for. Because I, I just, to me, I'm just like, really, it, if I'm a Browns fan, I'm sitting there going, I've seen this movie 25 fucking times. Like, 
stop. Right. Well, they're saving graces free agency, I think. They made a lot of huge signings. You know, they, they made a lot of trades. They got some people now. I mean, they're not going 0-4. You know what I mean? They won't have the perfect losing season again. But I, I, I don't see him reaching the Super Bowl anytime soon. No. Yeah, and I mean, I think 500 would be considered a, a, a good season, an excellent season for him, to be honest with you. Well, I think, well, I don't have the stats in front of me, but I think Cleveland only won two games the year before. Yeah, that's why we, I couldn't believe their head coach still has a fucking job. Well, the new GM said that he came into a losing situation. So you can't necessarily hold the head coach responsible when he didn't have the tools he needed to get the job done. I under, okay, and and while I understand and respect that type of attitude from a GM, we see it every single fucking offseason in the NFL. In fact, we see it every single fucking offseason in the NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB. I, Pick your sport. <laughs> yeah, head coaches and managers in, in are In the hired. golf tournament, you're fucking fired, Caddy. How did you not know that was the right club? Wrong club. Yeah. Damn it. You know, head coaches and managers are hired, given shit teams, expected Expect them to do miracles with it. When they don't, then you got to go. I mean, so I, you know, hey, maybe, like I said, maybe they 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 know something we don't. If that's the case, I guess you know, best of luck. I mean, they're they're not in my team's division, and I don't think I'm gonna see them coming the other way in the Super Bowl because I don't think my team's gonna be in the Super Bowl anytime soon. The Cleveland so. Browns are just cursed. It's the curse of Belichick, I tell you. Because every time they draft a quarter, every time they have this quarterback issue, I'm sitting there going, Bill could have won it with them. <laughs> Bill could have done it. And I only do that because he did. Over in, in New England, he won with a backup to a backup, man. He won with a backup to a backup without draft picks, without his starting tight end, his all-star receiver. I'm like, Okay, is anything going to phase this guy? <laughs> well, I mean, eh. <sighs> I don't know. I, I enough enough Cleveland Browns, whatever. Um, let's move on to the home team. Get this out of the way. What'd you think about the Lions taking rag now? It it was a good draft. I would uh, higher than average for the Detroit Lions. Actually, different. In many ways, we didn't come out swinging for the fences and try to get the the highest ta- rated talent and and the sweetest spots. Like we didn't get Lamar Jackson as a backup for Matt Stafford just in case. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, I said, you know, we got a decent center, and Chris corrected me in the chat and said we got the center. I looked him up. He <laughs> man can ball. No, and, and it's, it's, I mean, who's the center that is best known in Detroit over the last 20 years? Rayola. There you go. And, I mean, would you take Rayola as a fucking, as a rookie or this guy as a rookie? That's the question. Uh, I got to see him as a rookie first because... Rayola was a, a very, very good center. I mean, all, all chips down home, you know, Homer is them out the window. Rayola was a very good center. Didn't have a very good set of tackles and had shit for guards, but he was a very good center. He really was. He could pancake you. He could move you out of the way. Yeah, but he had he had some fucking attitude problems. Well, big time. When you're that big and can move shit that heavy, you're going to have some attitude. And you won exactly what with that attitude? Oh, that's right. Nothing. Well, you got to give the man some help. <laughs> Starting to sound like LeBron James. I need help. <laughs> well, uh, I I don't know. I one of the one of the the. I know you're not local here anymore, but one of the local back and forth is if they went running back with their second pick, which they did with Carry On Johnson, why didn't they fucking 
get Nick Chubb. And I don't know if this story has, is, is a national story or not, but apparently he, when he interviewed with the team, he, it didn't go so well. He kind of walked in like his shit didn't stink, and there was issues with his attitude. There's issues with his work ethic. Apparently a source from Georgia basically said he'd rather play fucking Xbox than, than hit the hit the playbook. Oh, oh no. No, no. Nick Nick Chubb and his focus is nationwide news. Okay. And I was like, yeah, no, 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 no. No more of those type of guys in Detroit. <laughs> That's why I went to Cleveland. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. You could add Barkley. Now you have an Xbox fucking. I can win. On, I can take Cleveland to the Super Bowl on Madden. What That's fucking what I was thinking. Life? <laughs> what are you playing on rookie there, Chubb? Yeah, I bet you. <laughs> Can't even get to All Pro. <laughs> Just to let you know, the ex-wife fucking took the Lions undefeated to the Super Bowl on rookie. Okay. So yeah, and this was this was two thousand and four. So this wasn't exactly like it was a stacked <laughs> Lions team. <laughs> but yeah, um, and I mean, I, I I like Johnson as a running back for number two. I mean, he's he's a patient runner, waits for holes to develop, and then he hits them. He doesn't try to force anything. And I mean, it, it, he's kind of like Le'Veon Bell in that aspect. You know the. The highlights I've seen, I'm like, I'm quite impressed. And I, I did think to myself, yeah, this is the type of draft that Lions fans are like, well, where's the, you know, where's the, where's the sizzle? Where's the steak here? You know, where's, where's the big, where's the big, big pick? And it's like, if you remember last week, I asked you, I said, now if they go offensive or defensive line with the first, their first overall pick, are you going to be okay with it? And yeah. You, you said, yeah, exactly. Because we're pretty solid in all the, the pretty spots. We really are. We got defensive backs. We drafted Jared Davis for our linebacking core. You know, we're, we're pretty good. We got Matt Stafford still. We still got Tate. Still got Marvin Jones. You know, we're good. Well, I mean, with this, with the running back by committee that it, it appears the Lions are going to, I think Lions fans need to ready themselves for the fact that you're not going to see Blunt get like 15, 20 carries a game. He's going to be pounded into the fucking end zone guy. I think that's what that's what that's what he's going to be. He's going to be a short yardage third down specialist. And I mean, is there well, is, is is there any doubt that Johnson's going to fucking going to end up being the starter? Uh, well, I don't think it's really a starter mentality. Um, th- what I see happening, what I can compare it to in my mind, is uh, thunder and lightning. you remember that in New York? Mm-hmm. That was uh, Tiki Barber and Ron Dane? Yeah. That's what I see in Detroit now. That's what I think Matt Patricia is, go- is going with. Chris was here, he'd probably tell me I was nuts. But I think, you know, Johnson's the, the lightning and, and Blunt's the uh, thunder, so to speak. Well, the interesting part about the Lions draft is that I want to see from this, this draft the fourth round and lower picks do something. Like, I, I, you know, I that's, that's what the Patriots do they find diamonds in the rough and if this is them trying to install inst- you know instill that patriot mentality to the gm and the head coach into the rest of the team then they better fucking got the draft right i mean they, they better get something for, for out of out of their fourth fifth uh and seventh round picks because I, I, I don't think they had a six round pick did they i don't think so yeah i, I didn't so. i'll tell you I, I didn't watch after the third round but uh well, they, they picked a defensive end, uh, yeah, Deshaun Hand out of Alabama. So they got two picks from Bama. <laughs> Not a bad team to be picking from, but uh, then they yeah, had ever one. <laughs> they had they they picked up another offensive lineman, Terrell Crosby, out of Oregon, and then with their seventh round pick, they picked up uh, Nick Bodden, running back out of San Diego State. 
mm. which would would tell me that um, shit. Who's your fucking who's running backs they have now right now at the moment? Oh, Abdullah, Amir, and and who else? Zach Center, isn't that it? Well, yeah, but I mean, he's more of a fullback power kind of guy. He's not really well, especially Zach Center, because I, if I'm correct here, they said that Bowden is is or Bowden, excuse me, is pretty much more like a fullback. I mean, he's six two two forty five. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's seems like they're going to be using him as a fullback. So if I'm Zach Zenner, I'd keep my head on a swivel and fucking double down on my off-season workouts. Well, here's the thing, though. Zenner, on the real, just straight up, Zenner is one of those guys that actually showed his worth. So I don't think they could cast him aside for just anybody. Like, if, if this cat tries to take his spot, he better come correct, because Zach can play. I mean, we'll see. Uh, because, honestly... It's not like the fullback position is a, is, is a, a position. It, 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 shit, some teams just have fucking tight ends they put in the fullback position if they want to run like a, you know, an I formation or something. They right. don't even have a fullback. So, I mean, it's kind of like being a, a position that's being phased out. So, I mean, if they're going to pick a guy that they're looking to specifically play that position, that pick better be fucking good at that position is what I'm saying. Oh, absolutely. The only thing I hope for with this regime is, you know, the titles that Matt Patricia has won in New England and the general manager and everything. I'm, I, I look to Chicago and I'm like, well, they got a new GM and they won the first World Series in 108 years. Yeah. So, but, I mean, we're to, one, we're talking two completely different sports. Two, you're talking the GM in baseball. And he made a lot of moves. He there was a lot of that was a couple year build up to that that World Series run, and there was a lot of moves that got made that people were like, "Really?" I mean, I, it, I, it's it's funny you brought it up because I just watched it on YouTube. It's it's not really a documentary per se. It's more of a collection of uh, like clips and highlights and stuff like that. Covering like the four years up to their World Series win, and I just I, I'd forgotten all the moves that they'd made. So I mean, if if that's the case, I then the Lions fans strap on in because you guys panic at it. If this whole city panics at any sign of change, period. That's why we. That's why we still have a train yeah. station that's sitting in Detroit that ain't been used in what seventy years since World War Two or some shit. That's why Tiger Stadium sat there for fucking, what, five, six, seven years before they even... The Pontiac Silver Dome. <laughs> there's, there's a better example. The fuck was that thing doing just sitting there for almost a decade? The fuck out of here. We have feelings, Rich. We, we get attached. Yeah, that's the problem. They get attached and they don't want to fucking move on to the, to the next thing. You, you have to drag them kicking and screaming. That's just it. It's not that we don't... We panic at change. We're like, we don't want to change. We like the Silver Dome. They're called Detroit Lions, not the Pontiac Lions. Via Detroit, fuckers. It, yeah, and that goddamn stupid fucking stadium was the reason they had so many blackouts there for so many years. Yeah. 72,000 or some shit. Something ridiculous, yeah. Like, you, like you, you're the Lions. You're not selling that out. Stop it. But anyways... And, and, uh, enough, enough, enough memories about the Pontiac Silverdome. <laughs> um, and of course, Tampa Bay picked up Vita Vey, a defensive tackle. I don't want to talk about it. Oh, that's right. You wanted him for the Lions, didn't you? I fucking want. I so wanted him. I kept that so quiet. I so bad when you asked me about the the offensive defensive line. I was like, Vita Vey, get him. <laughs> You didn't even speak it into existence. You just shut up about it. <laughs> I, I so like, bad wanted to say it. I wanted him something fierce, man. That is a big, strong, bad motherfucker, dude. Have you ever seen him play? I've seen highlights, yeah. Oh, my God, dude. I'm big. I'm big. I'm 6'3". I weigh 360. I don't want to be hit by that motherfucker. Ever. 
Yeah, well, he's only 6'4", 347. <laughs> yeah, d- find out his reps. 41. <laughs> yeah. T- 225 pounds, 41 fucking times, dog. <laughs> Big boy. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm 360 because I do 12-ounce curls. He's 345 because he just 125-pound curls just uh, <laughs> Anything that gets in that man's way just moves his arms and it's cleared, man. Man, I gotta, I gotta admit though, when I saw him, I was like, like I, the, my mind immediately flashed to that 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 Disney movie. Was it Momoa or something? I'm like, damn, <laughs> the cartoon. Yeah, it's dropping giant Samoans on that ass, man. <laughs> Jesus God. <laughs> <laughs> now, now here's the bitch of this whole thing. Who was he lining up with? Gerald McCoy. Gerald McCoy. You're goddamn right. Run up the middle. I fucking double dog dare you. (laughs) I don't care about your quarterback or your offense or the rest of your defense. I want to see the brave soul that looks at the Tampa Bay defensive line interior and go, oh, yeah, give it to me up the gut. I got this. (laughs) Well, I mean... It's not like the run is something you got to really, you know, plan for against a whole lot of teams. So I, yeah, I, it's nice to to stuff the run up the middle when they when they, if they do try it and they're dumb enough. But I kind of want to get to the quarterback. So <laughs> you know, what I'm saying I want to I want to see his big ass Warren Sapp style straddling a quarterback's face as he drags his nuts across it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like remember when Warren Sapp used to do like the dog crawl over the. <laughs> And they get up and start thrusting his pelvic thrust and shit, and you're looking at him like, no, stop, no, stop it, stop it. <laughs> yeah, you'd say that while you're at home. You ain't gonna say that to his face. <laughs> Warren, would you consider not doing that? <laughs> Fuck you. All right. Yeah, okay. Hey. <laughs> you know, you get more power if you come from, you know, over, you know, <laughs> throw your legs and back into it, you know. Uh, yeah, shit. no. Warren Sapp is one of those guys I wouldn't either. I would have never. I'd, hi, that's about it. <laughs> that's where it ends. How are you doing, Mister Sapp? <laughs> I wouldn't even want to know. <laughs> Be honest. I just. <laughs> but no, dude. On the real, I, I don't care about Tampa's offense or any other positions. I just want to see the first brave soul that goes. I got this. Because I, I know the stretcher's on the sideline going, yeah, you got this, all right. That was a short career. <laughs> he was so young. Well, I mean, any other picks that stand out for you from the first round? Not really. Uh, well, yeah, I mentioned it. Uh, the, the Baltimore Ravens trading up to get the 32nd pick to go, yeah, we'll take Lamar. I don't know. I don't know how he won the Heisman. Honestly, I have no idea. There's like there's zero evidence that can back up him winning a Heisman, except for the fact that he won it. Except for the fact that he won. He was a candidate when Baker Mayfield won it last year, and his team went eight and eight. The year on it, his team was is they were playing outside of their mind, and I mean maybe so was he, but it just well, I looked his his college stats, and I'm like, for what? I mean, but doesn't this basically say that Baltimore is like, yep, we got our court, our, our quarterback of the future here? I mean, it, it. Well, he's the exact opposite of Joe Flacco. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, clock is now ticking on Joe Flacco. He has to know that. Oh, no. What I'm saying is I think the bell is told. I think Joe's done because he is the exact opposite. Joe Flacco is a pocket passer. That man doesn't want to run outside the pocket for a piece of pizza, dude. He, he ain't moving. <laughs> no, I'm kind of happy in here. I'm comfy. I... I, I, I gotta say this. It just to me, 
this shows you how quickly shit can change because he's only what five years removed from a Super Bowl win, you know, and signing that big contract. And the Ravens are like, yeah, we're going to take, we're going to trade up. We're going to trade up to take a quarterback. If I'm Joe Flacco, I'm like, okay, message received. Yeah, pretty much. He has to be. There's no, there's no other way to look at it. Well, and, and I mean, it just, it, it, it's funny to me because it's the Baltimore Ravens going, Joe, we're going a different direction. <laughs> Not just picking the quarterback, but picking the exact opposite of you. This man, if he could even begin to throw downfield, talking about uh, Jackson, it, it would be a miracle. His accuracy at long is terrible. But uh, he can run, dude. He's he's going to be just this side of Cam Newton-ish. <clears throat> I mean, what do you think the chances are they move him out of the position of quarterback? Probably none. Probably not one. I think uh, it, it is what we said it was. It, it's a statement that says we're going a different direction. We're going with a mobile quarterback. You know, you know give our offense uh, a whole new outlook, a different direction. You know, take some, you know, heat off of uh, McCaffrey. Because with a quarterback like Jackson, you can run a pitch option and make that shit work. You know, get one or two offensive linemen out in front of throw that block, and by the time they get to Jackson, he pitches to McCaffrey. McCaffrey is not on Baltimore. Ah. I'm still thinking of Cam Newton. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> Told you. I was like, where's he going with this? Wait, what? <laughs> I missed something, but I was going to let you go with it. Like, all right. no. no, I'm still thinking of Cam. Well, no, see, I think just, the interesting part of this to me is the minute the season ended, there was rumblings of John Harbaugh being shown the door so yeah the football brothers just uh hard no, to they, keep they, a job these days <laughs> <laughs> yeah they fell off but i mean you know if this is the uh, they're trying to take the offense into a completely new direction is harbaugh the guy that's going to be able to 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 lead the team in the direction they want oh, i mean i think so though I, I really do, per- personally. I mean, Harbaugh's a really, really good coach. He keeps his team competitive no matter who he has. It reminds me a little of Bill, not really. But just by he can be competitive with whoever he has. He makes it work. Yeah, I mean, that's that's why I was kind of like, wow, really? You, you want to get rid of Harbaugh? Plenty of teams will take him. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That is what I'm saying. Like, that's the equivalent of... You have a hot chick, and you dump her for a chick that you could send through Rape Alley at 3 in the morning to go get a loaf of bread, and no one would touch her. I know a friend you know that saying? has a girl like that. <laughs> you know, it's like, wait, what? Who are you going to get? And, I mean, obviously, I, I'm th- I, at least I'm thinking he has to be here through this season, unless they just tank and they fire him midseason. Right. So, I mean, it, in my mind, they're going to give him at least one shot. I mean, who knows? Look, he's you know, uh, shit. Uh, Jackson is 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 projected to eventually become an NFL starter. So I mean, maybe they're thinking sit for a year or two behind Flacco. Maybe Flacco helps him with his downfield passing, whatever, et cetera, et cetera. Because if he does develop that, and he is a mobile quarterback, he's even that much more dangerous on the field. I mean, it's it. it I'll tell you what. I bet you next season, if his if his stats are high enough, you're going to see a lot of people on Madden swapping out Flacco for Flacco, Flacco, Flacco for him, and running all over fucking defenses. That's a, that's my that's my prediction. Going to be a bunch of people like. Remember when uh, uh, Vic went to the Eagles? Yep. Oh yeah, that season of Madden. The minute you went online. 90% of the time, they swapped out. <laughs> they swapped put Vic in. And I'm just like, really, now i got to chase this motherfucker all over the field the entire game? Really? really? Yeah, defi- define irony. Y- you had to swap out Nick Foles for Mike Vic. Yeah. But, 
And then Big Dick Nick comes back and wins the Super Bowl for him. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> nice dogfight, but you lost. <laughs> All right, so I guess the consensus between us two, considering Chris isn't here, is that Cleveland fucked up their draft. Again, to nobody else's surprise. Uh, Detroit had a not sexy, but I think I think a, a solid draft. Productive. I I would give it a B. You know, A through E. You know, E being fail, A being I'm going to the Super Bowl. And I mean, I dude, the amount of fucking draft picks Tampa Bay had in the second round. I mean, it's one. Let's see, two. Three, yeah, they had three picks in the second round. They took their second overall, they took a running back. Their third overall, they took a cornerback. And then they took another cornerback. So, I mean, I, I got to think one of them are going to fucking be, a, be, if not a home run, pretty solid fucking double. You know what I'm saying? I just, I hope, I hope, I hope they didn't fucking fuck up this draft. I mean, their number one pick, I have no, I have no complaints about. Yeah. None I'm I'm good, you know. In fact, depending on how preseason goes, I might have to order my uh, Vita V jersey. You know, <laughs> if I was you, I would order. I'm still thinking about ordering a Vita V jersey. <laughs> yeah, but, but, my problem, I just, but my problem is, is that those jerseys are some ugly ass fucking third rate college looking uniform jerseys. It's fucking they're horrible. Go I understand. Back, but go back to pewter and, 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 and red and stop with these ugly-ass Oregon Ducks-looking fag jerseys. Seriously, knock it the fuck off. I'm just saying, man, uh, to quote uh, Stephen A. Smith when he talks about uh, Aaron Rodgers, Vita Vey, that's a bad man. I mean, well, here's first of all, just like you said, look at that motherfucker, dude. If you make him angry, it's like <laughs> you're saying everything you can to apologize. It's too late, but you're trying. Man is massive. Just massive hunk of meat. And then to hear what he can do, he can run. The man can lift 225 pounds. And I just need everybody that's listening to think about that. 225 pounds. 41 fuck all times. That, uh, <laughs> as, as we used to say back in the day, that's a big biscuit-eating motherfucker. I'll tell you right there. <laughs> That's a big biscuit, two eating, two liter drinking motherfucker right there, man. That boy, yeah. that boy ain't ever pushed away from the table until his plate was empty. <laughs> your plate was empty, and their plate was empty. You gonna eat your cone bread? You know, no, sir. You can have it. There you go. Got the fruit cup too. You can, don't eat the cup. Don't eat. No, all right. Don't eat the plastic. You can open it up. <laughs> That's far too late. It's gone. Yeah, so, yeah, the the draft, my my summation of it was a lot of, yep, and a, a couple of what-the-fuckings, Cleveland looking at you, and, you know, kind of, meh, we'll see, Detroit looking at you, but like I told Chris, I, I've given up the everything else, it's a new day, it's, you know, just going to see how this New England thought process works out. Passed up on a lot of good prospects, I thought, in the free agency. Got some draft picks. See what he does. Well, I mean, dude, the talk here in Detroit is he's got, Patricia's got one season. Oh, God, and then they better, they better make the playoffs. I mean, well, that is the playoffs. I mean, that is the attitude here. Well, Caldwell it, made the playoffs, for fuck's sake. That's not hard. Well, I'm talking he's got he's got one year where he's got a, basically a mulligan, which is this year. 
And there's still people calling saying if they don't make the playoffs this year, Patricia's on the hot seat. And I'm like, really? Oh, yeah, but those people are stupid as shit. They're just, they're more homeowner than I am. And how is that possible? Wrap your head around that. No, no, Mr. No. 14 and two. Dude, I ain't even going over that again. <laughs> that so pisses me off. And I tried to tell you guys then, this season is tailor-made for that for that number to go 14-2. and two. There's no big roadblocks. And then now this season, our current season, fucking roadblocks all over the place. Now, now watch him go 10-6 this season. You're lucky if you even get to 500 with the schedule you have this season. Well, I mean, unless there's some major changes between now and when we when we do our picks before the season starts, uh, I don't even have them going 500. You and Chris do, right? And that's I, what I'm trying to tell you. And I'm being completely honest with you. I think that's a stretch, but that's just me. But I'm being as open and honest about these picks as I can. And this schedule compared to last year, I'm like, oh shit, oh god, oh no, ah oh, look, hey, there's a win. <laughs> oh Jesus! And yeah, last year I was like, "There's nobody." I got Pittsburgh and Falcons that I'm like, "Yeah, that's a lot." Oh, you're going to lose that one. And then the rest of the schedule, I was like, "We could do this." Yeah. Well. And then, and then the Lions happened. Yeah, that happens. That happens. All right. So moving on to my favorite part of Sporgy. Uh-oh. The NBA playoffs. <laughs> so I'm going to act like I care because Chris isn't here. Uh, what Chris the fuck, LeBron? Really? You needed seven games for the Pacers? Hey, man, it's Indiana. That's home with Reggie Miller. The fuck does that have to do with anything? <laughs> fucking thing. I couldn't figure out what took him so long either. I had a, as much as I hate the man, I had him beating fucking Pacers, but damn, I thought it'd be a sweep or close to it. Not seven fucking games. I, I mean, look, I, I don't know, man. I, 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 I kind of take the contrarian side a lot of times with 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 you with LeBron just because. Well, I do it when Chris, whenever Chris doesn't, for whatever reason, um, which isn't, in other words, not very often, because <laughs> Chris is usually in the, like he ain't that bad. But well, here's the thing: with you and him doing that, that my saving grace is LeBron, because James always proves me right. <laughs> Look, here's here's the bottom line. Here's the cold hard facts, whether you want to admit it or not. He's one of the top fucking 100 players. Fuck that. 50 players ever in basketball. No, I, like, I totally agree. But he ain't at the top. He ain't at the top. I mean, that's just all mm -hmm. there is to it. No. Not even close. I, You know what, Rich? Honestly, I wouldn't put him in the top even if he won all eight of his playoff, all eight of his championships that he's been at. For the simple fact of his fucking attitude, a top player in a sport just don't act like him. It just doesn't happen. I gotta sit down. I'm tired. I gotta. I gotta rest this game. The season's too long. Man, every player before you played 82 games. Shut up about that. I got cramps. I got cramps. What are you female now? Oh, this coach sucks. Give me a new coach. He blames everything on everybody. The problem is, is that he's playing in the shadows of some of the best people to ever play the fucking game when the game was much harder to play. Now, see, I want to give him that pass, and I can't. No, 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 that's not a pass. No, you're taking that wrong. That's not a pass. The fact that this, the fact that the game is so pussified, and he bitches as much as he does, mm -hmm. and he cries as much as he does, and, you know, I need help, and blah, 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 tells me that if you'd have put his ass back in the 80s... <laughs> He would have to be a different player. He would have to throw his body around to be a dominant player. Because if he's bitching about not getting calls now, 
Imagine him playing in the 80s. The fuck out of here. Oh, before the Jordan rules? Yeah, before the Jordan, before the, the, the superstar rules. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It, he didn't like, even have to go to the 80s. I'll, I'll give him to 90, 1990. Go up against bad boys one time. Get under the basket and try to stuff it on Bill Lambeer. One fucking, I dare, I double dare you. Oh, you might stuff at home, but you ain't coming down the same way you went up. <laughs> You're going to have a whole lot of, of an ugly white man in your face. You know what I'm saying? Real quick. That was, and that was, see, that was the style of basketball that I grew up watching. And it's one of the reasons that it doesn't really hold my interest for the most part anymore is because that's gone. That's nothing new if you've listened to this show for <laughs> two of the 98 episodes, let alone, you know, more than two. Anytime basketball comes up, that's pretty much my complaint. But still, I to me, the fact remains, he's not the type of player you can insert into almost any era of basketball. And he would, in my mind, dominate everybody. Like, I just don't, I, I just... You know, and I'm no basketball expert, but I, 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 dude, his stats are nice. They're Hall of Fame stats, without a doubt. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. There's no doubt in my mind about that. But I'm going to use a word that, that pisses people off. He's soft, in my opinion. Okay. He's a, he's a soft player. If you stuck Allen Iverson's heart in that man's body, he would be the uh -huh. best player ever. <laughs> he would be the best basketball player to ever fucking lace up a pair of fucking shoes and get on a court. I, I, I don't doubt that. I think he just, unfortunately, he was one of the, it's a double-edged sword. Fortunately and unfortunately, he was one of those kids who fucking got huge quick, and it was like men, men playing among boys. He got into the league. He was hailed as, you know, King James before he ever fucking played one goddamn game. Right. I mean, Cleveland damn near rioted just when they got the draft pick. They hadn't even drafted him yet. <laughs> I mean, Cleveland was ready to burn that motherfucker to the ground. Set, set the Cuyahoga River on fire again. Okay? I mean, they were ready to do that shit when they won the draft lottery. So, I mean... I don't know. I, I wish Chris was here because Chris actually, for a change, I, you know what? I don't think he'd have a problem with, with us saying what he said. He said, uh, send us in the, in the group chat. He said, uh, too bad I'm missing tonight. I got a beef with Bron Bron. He goes, I'm sure his team thought it was super cool that he said he wants to go home after one playoff series. And he's like, you know, after one round, nice leadership. Leadership, Go the fuck home, then. That being said, he's playing out of his mind in the playoffs. Well, what fucking choice does he have? If he goes out there and fucking dogs it, he, he knows he's going to get a lot more criticism than he already is getting. Well, yeah, fuck the criticism. If he goes out there and dogs it, he gets eliminated. I mean, look at the series. Went to seven games. And it's the Pacers. Who does the Pacers have? Oladipo. I'll wait for another name. <laughs> <laughs> be a long time for me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hold on a sec. Let me open my window. I'm sitting next to it. <laughs> I'll see if they're tonight. <laughs> Actually, I do have to open the window. It's hot as fucking here. <laughs> I was going to say, afraid of God, it's cold outside. You'll hear the crickets. But uh, <laughs> seriously, that's all they had. They had Oladipo. That's it. <laughs> and they took him to seven games. Now, I'm sitting here talking shit. The Cleveland Cavaliers played the Toronto Raptors tonight and won 113 to 112. Damn yeah, it. and that that game seven, wasn't that like 105 to 101 or something like that? Yeah. By four points. I mean, granted, I'm not, you know. He escaped the first round of the playoffs against the Indiana Pacers by four points. That's, yep. Basically, you said exactly what was what was coming to my mind. Like, you survived the Pacers, dude. P period. That's what, that, that's what it was. Yeah. 
but no, all right. It, well, Le- LeBron. The last thing I want to say is LeBron. Yes, he's an amazing player. Yes, he does great things on the basketball court. He has Chris just rock hard because of all the stats that LeBron James has, and you know the records he's putting up. Woohoo! He reminds me of the kid that stays and plays when all the big boys went home. He stays and plays after everything that could beat him has has been sent home. You know what I mean? The, the streetlights are on, and for whatever reason, everybody had to go home. You know, Michael Jordan retired. Kobe Bryant retired. Shaq's gone. You know, Dwayne should be gone. You know, just anybody you can think of, you know, that could have, you know, stopped him or or made him look not as good, if you will, is is long gone. Well, I dude, I, I don't know. I, I I I got nothing to be honest with you. I mean, I I I was shocked it went to seven games. I was stunned. I picked him to beat Pacers, like I said. I just. Closer to a sweep next time, LeBron. I mean, to be honest with you, and I know this is no, this is not going to be a shock to you because I mean, you and Chris went back and forth pretty good on this. But I'm shocked that the two series that went to seven games are the series that went to seven games: Cleveland, yeah, Indiana, I'm- Milwaukee, and Boston. Now, to your credit, you said Boston was beat the fuck up. They still are. So, I mean. Oh. The only one that, that, now that we're in the second round, the only one I didn't call that I didn't see coming was New Orleans. Fucking Pelicans. Holy shit. Out of left field. Nice try, Jazz. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> they lost the Golden State Warrior fucking lottery. But yeah. I mean, the Warriors going through Golden State? I'm watching it as we speak, dude. No. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, uh, they won by the first game by like 20 points, some shit, and they're beating them right now. So no, but see there again, I say that LeBron, you know, plays when everybody else goes home, and then every time they come back, i.e., the fucking Warriors, he loses again. It's you know, the Warriors is the closest thing. I don't know. I, I've given this some some thought, but not some serious thought. But if I wanted to see Michael Jordan's Bulls, I mean, the Warriors are real close. But there have been teams that were real close, like, uh, you know, I would say San Antonio was real close to Michael Jordan's Bulls at one point. But I'm trying to think of another team that was real close. I can't do Shaq and Kobe because that was Shaq and Kobe. You know they had yeah, a, a couple it, it, of the players, but well, you well, dude, that was that was pairing up probably the two most dominant players in the league at the time, and I mean, and and, and basically tell them get along, even though you hate each other, get along with each other, <laughs> go win championships, and shut up. And that's basically what that was, right? But I, I'm trying to think of teams like full teams that would mirror that, and the the closest thing I see is the Warriors. Just because every player on there, you have to fucking guard them. Even if they come off the bench, you're like, okay, so let me get this straight. I I, I sit Livingston and I pull in Iguodala. Fuck! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I I am. I guard Curry at the three-point line, but I have to. I double-team Curry at the three-point line, but now I have to leave Clay Thompson open. God damn it. <laughs> no, I absolutely dude, I'm I'm right there with you. And you then know. all of a sudden you got everybody garden and then now you got Kevin Durant. Uh I quit. That's what <laughs> I would do. I if I if I was the Pelicans or whoever they fucking play in the playoffs, I'm just I would just walk in, hand in my jersey, go, All right, good season, see you next year. What are you doing? We gotta sit No we don't. We're gonna play no we're not. And there it is. Feed, sometimes remote technology not our friend uh thanks for listening uh you can hit us up on twitter at sporty podcast and uh email the show sporty at christophermedia.net 
If you're new, thanks for joining us. If you are returning, thanks for listening. Keep telling people. Uh, check out all the other podcasts at ChristopherMedia.net. Uh, there's a donate button there. You can also click on our Amazon link, bookmark it, and then you help us out. It doesn't cost you anything extra. It gives us a little, little cut of what you got. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. And uh, Earl and Rich say bye, and we'll see you next week. If you like this show, please tell a friend. Please follow us on Twitter and like and share us on Facebook by searching for Christopher Media. You can subscribe to all ChristopherMedia.net shows for free on ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate and comment on all your favorite Christopher Media shows. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. And thank you for listening. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net.